I'm Macy. I'm Julia. And we are missionaries for the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. And you are listening to Return and Report, a podcast dedicated to educate and advocate for missions of all kinds. Let's get into it. All right, welcome back to another episode. This is Sister Shield. This is Sister Yaroni. And yeah, I guess we just decided to reintroduce ourselves, but that's okay. Um, because we're excited to be here and we just are so excited that we get to talk to you. It <laughs> <Yeah>. sounded <laughs> a little like uncomfortable, but you know what? I think there's some truth behind it. We are excited. I think it's kind of an uncomfortable day. You know? Yeah. Sometimes it's just got to be that way. I think I think it's normal to mm-hmm. have those days, right? Where yeah. You just don't feel, you know. I Yeah, I did get ready really late in the morning slash early afternoon, so it's just been that kind of day that yeah it's really hard um which i i like i kind of like that that's how we're feeling today because today we're going to talk about kind of like a day in the life of a service missionary and i kind of like that today is the day we're doing it because we're both are like it's just kind of one of those days Mm -hmm. where you're just like you know i'm not the perfect figure of a missionary that when you see it on social media it's like perfection in a two-second photograph Like it that's, really is like that. Yeah, like, it's not. That's not me. It's I mean, the, yeah, it's not like the perfection <laughs> you see on Instagram or like where everything's. I don't want to say staged because then it just sounds like synthetic, right? You know, which like they don't mean for it to be that right. way. I think they just mean to bring good feelings when you True. look at the picture, yeah. because like it, it's like the the feeling of the spirit is what you see yeah. in the picture, but we don't feel the spirit all day every day. Like, yeah. even though it's with you all the time, there's some times where I am angsty and I yeah. can't feel it because of me, not because of the spirit. Oh, yeah. Yesterday was a pretty, like, bad day for me, just, like, mental, oh, emotional health-wise. Like, I was just, like, way into my head and also, like, being home almost all day out of my day, like, mm-hmm. was not helpful. And it wasn't until I went to the gym I was like, oh, I actually feel better now. And, like, oh. just going outside. So, I mean, like... Sounds like a little sob story, but really, I think, you know, your average typical day as like a missionary, it's not like, oh, uh, what's that? Is it Happy Gilmore? What's that movie where I've he's never just watched like, Happy Gilmore? I've seen it probably once, but it's just like everything's happy go lucky and everything's like, yeah, we're baptizing all nations. We're we're teaching people about Jesus Christ. There's just some days where I'm like, did I even do enough today? But. Those, yes. I know exactly how you feel. I have a lot of those days. I, me too. I'm so sorry. It's all good. That's I hate. I hate feeling that way. I hate that. Me too. It's like this, like perfectionistic. Like I need to be doing more in order to feel worthy. Right. Which is not true. Like your worth doesn't change. It's unchanging. Okay, wait. I actually have like a scripture. I know this is kind of off topic, but there is a scripture. Let's do it. Let's do it. And this was one of those scriptures that I felt like Heavenly Father was just like speaking to me. Um, if I can just find it real quickly, I'm so sorry. For real, no, this is for the people who want the real like, yeah. what it's like to be a service or maybe a missionary oh. in general. This is what it's like behind the scenes. Yeah, I'm gonna try and be like Sister Yoroni, quoting all like these scriptures and cool books and stuff today. Like that's just my challenge for me. Oh my gosh, I'll be cool like Sister Schultz. It's just like the coolest <laughs> cat on the block. <laughs> we'll but switch. You're so kind. But the scripture that. I wanted to share is in second Nephi 24 verse three. And it says, and it shall come to pass that in the day, the Lord shall give thee rest from thy sorrow and from thy fear and from thy hard bondage, wherein thou was made to serve. And I don't know, to me, it just was kind of like, wow, like it's hard being a disciple of Jesus Christ is not easy. Striving to be someone better than you are like trying to remove from like your natural self. Like I, it's hard to explain it, but just striving to be a better person and to be more Christ-like isn't easy. And Oh my gosh, no. <laughs> and, it's so hard. And there, you're going to have days where you're probably feeling low, but like you're serving in the capacity that you can and trying your best. And every day that you give and dedicate to the Lord is every day that will be accounted for. And there's just going to be certain things maybe you don't even recognize. So that I feel, will I think that's true. influence others. Absolutely. And yourself too. Like, mm-hmm. I feel like the reason why God asks us to serve, like, I think it's Mosiah chapter two in there. It says like, if you serve fellow men, you're in the service of your God. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of the basis, like the foundation work for the service mission is to serve others. Right. 
I feel like the reason why God asks us to serve others isn't necessarily just for the other people. Because, you know, have you ever come out of a service assignment feeling just really good about oh, totally. yourself? Yeah. yeah. You know, about yourself. Yeah. Which is weird because you think that when you're going to this assignment, you're serving other people and it's just about them and you're just, you know, sacrificing, right. which can be a good thing. But sacrifice is when you give up something and you feel like you get something in return maybe not even what you yeah. meant to have what you meant to have happen but i feel like there's a reason why god asks us to do things like that he asks us to serve even when it's hard mm-hmm. but he asks us to do it because overall it'll make us happy but then the you know turns into like well why like why mm-hmm. why would i do like why do you do it um when it's hard and like I feel like that why isn't just like a one-time question too. I feel like there are stages of my life where like I'll be like, why am I doing – like why do I feel like I have to give up my life? You know, why do I feel like I have to do that? Mm -hmm. And then I'll have an experience where it's like I feel the spirit or I learn something from somebody else and I'm like, oh my gosh, that's why I get it. Yeah. And I'll go on with my life. But then like it'll come up again Mm -hmm. and I'll be like on my mission, for example, like gosh, like gosh, like God, like why – do you want me to like what if like what God is asking me to do is not what I want? And what if it's gonna make me unhappy? Like what if I'm gonna resent God because he's asking me to do something mm. I don't wanna do? Yeah. And like, you know, why like how do I trust him? Why do I wanna do that if it's gonna make me unhappy? Pretty much. And um I've been feeling that way for a little while, actually. This is really honest. Um, but I actually had an experience yesterday talking to my grandpa. Um my grandpa is like one of the most like upstanding people. Like he served in the air force. Like he and my grandma are just amazing people. And, um, I don't know. I just like, they helped me figure out that why. Um, that's awesome. It's, they're really cool. Um, then they're not, no one in your family is a member, correct? No. So like I, to have that kind of also play a part into it, like, they still encourage you in this thing that you're doing, regardless if they have similar beliefs in it or not, you know? Yes, they're amazing people. Um, my my grandpa served in the Air Force because he didn't want to get drafted into the Army. Mm. And at the time, he was studying to be a physicist, and he'd had his, he had got his bachelor's degree. Like, he was ready to go into the workforce. But then, like, the Vietnam War started, and he knew he was going to get drafted. So he really didn't want to serve mm at all in the army or anywhere like he wanted to be a physicist that's what he got his degree in but because he felt like prompted he he just like got this prompting like he knew he was going to get drafted and so he's like okay well i have to like make the most of this and so i'm going to join the air force and he did and he was telling me how like it was one of the best things he could have done in his youth like he loved it he'd married my grandma at that point so they got to travel together like all over europe and they were together he was safe you know, he didn't end up going to Vietnam. Um, and he was just really grateful for that. And mm-hmm. that just kind of helped me realize like, okay, like sometimes like I'm, j- I'm just not going to, I'm not going to see it, but maybe like later on you'll yeah. look back and recognize like, you know what? It was truly needed because it's where it probably got me today. Whatever that looks like. Yeah. And I just think Thanks, about like, dude. thank you. What you said about like, like what if this might make me unhappy, but it, yeah, it's God asking is asking me to do it um and just the situation regarding to service and like missionary work like there's so many <laughs> i'm not gonna call anyone out but like i'm sure there's a lot of young adults who are resentful for it and like don't want to do it and they don't absolutely feel the to do it but then probably feel pressured to do it or are forced to do it and in those circumstances it's kind of unfortunate because it's not really they're trying to get their say but they're not really having much control over that situation yeah and they just feel like restricted and yeah and that's not what the gospel is about like it's supposed to guide you toward i feel like it's supposed it's guiding you towards the knowledge necessary for you to make Mm -hmm. the freest choice you can make so you can have that many more the more you know the more opportunities you're going to have because you know what they are yeah but there have been some situations where maybe like they do go even though they don't really have the intention of going but it ended up being really good for them at in the long run it it really just all depends on the situation and again like that choice and the desire to think once you're in that situation it's like okay am I really going to give this everything or am I just doing it to please so-and-so I don't know like it's all about one's intention Mm -hmm. one's desire and trying to make the most out of the situation like your grandpa with the whole drafting situation like Mm -hmm. although he may have not wanted to do it 
he he did the best that he could and um I just think with like serving missions and I know this is probably like maybe a little bit off topic with our theme today but like that's okay I feel like this is it's coming out yeah um I think serving others is never really a bad thing you know and it will like you said and mentioned earlier like we we not only have the opportunity to change lives of others but we have the opportunity to change our own lives and our circumstances and the things we will encounter later on in the future because we know how to we know the tools and we can Mm -hmm. utilize them to face those problems and those challenges Mm -hmm. so like again I I don't know where I was going with that but I think just that was important for some reason like we had to talk about that yeah yeah because like I think yeah sometimes being a missionary is really hard and I think like um I think, well, nowadays, I, I think it depends on the person, but sometimes a missionary will come home and they'll be like, oh my gosh, my mission was the best thing ever, which is true. Mm-hmm. But like, it, we can't brush over the fact that it's like the hardest thing I've ever done. Right. Same. And I constantly feel unworthy. I constantly feel like yeah. I'm sad. I, I'm I'm learning all the time. And that's that's really hard to be uncomfortable all the time. And like, I think it's just life. Yeah. It's just so hard. And I think that's, it's important to talk about when talking about what we do in the day of the life of a service missionary like yeah we do you know we work in many 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 organizations and we give a lot of time yeah and we give a lot of labor a lot of work a lot of love to what we do mm-hmm. um and, and it brings it back tenfold you know and, and that's amazing but it, you also get the other other side of that too and today's just one of those days where it's like gosh i'm really feeling the the growth cycle right now like it's just it's really hard and I don't think like the growth process is necessarily very pretty and (laughs) enjoyable I think it does take a lot of like fists in the air and just like confusion because I'm and I don't mean to cut you off but I just like had this thought that I'm now like less than a little less than two months into ending my mission Uh, I know and I I still have unanswered questions or concerns and regarding like the whole reasoning of this whole like coming back home and doing a service mission and feeling if I contributed enough to my calling and my service but I like I can't look back at it now and just be like what did I do wrong or what was I what could I have done more what was I not doing what was I you know, ignoring, like, what oh, promptings was I ignoring? Oh, but I don't know, just for some reason, I felt that it was necessary that I served a full-time mission. Yeah. 18 months. And did that look like both feet in all day in, day out, like 24, 7, 3, 6, 5? Like, probably not. But I don't think, and Christ even doesn't even require us to be perfected. Like right now in this state no. of life, we just have to grow and learn and try to reach that potential. Yeah, you, you are you are absolutely right. I think that is such an interesting point you bring up. And I just like I just like almost, like almost want to like tear up a little bit when you're saying stuff like that because like I feel like the theme of what you're saying is like, am I doing enough? Mm-hmm. Like, am I like what if I you know in my mind I feel like I could be doing so much more, mm-hmm. and I'm not, and like does that mean that I'm not going to be with God again because mm-hmm. I'm not doing enough? Um, I don't know if that's no, what's I've, going on in your head, but it goes on in mine. I've definitely felt that way before, especially like in the position where you're at in your mission, like right now, mm-hmm. but like when I was like in that same yeah. spot, definitely. I just like, so it wasn't pretty. I just remember looking back at those months. It I would say like it took 10 months to get, me to this point where I'm at now and to just be confident and to be trusting that everything happened the way it needed to and the way my schedule throughout my service mission like played out is the way it needed to be I don't and again I don't know why but I can just trust that like I'm trying to do everything that I can and I'm trying to do more than I can and what I'm giving is just what the Lord is accepting right now at this point but like for you I I I just don't want you to have to be caught up in those emotions because it can often just like distract you from 
everything you are doing and the people you are impacting for a positive in a positive way and in a positive light and I think you do so much in your schedule like I don't do nearly enough in a day as much as you do when it comes yeah. to see that's where like mission. it drags you down dude. right like this idea of like am i doing enough like can drag you down it really like because you think i'm doing all this stuff like i feel like i'm not doing enough i feel like i like there's i'm like, like it's, it's crazy like, yeah but it's ultimately <laughs> so. up to it's up to heavenly father and like the way he values your effort and views it there was a sister training leader in my mission my first and second transfer and I was telling her like some concerns. I was like, you know what? I'm not really seeing the results that my companion and I are wanting to see or receive. Like, how do I know like if my effort is enough? And she's like, like, you're probably not gonna like this answer, but you really just need to pray. Like whenever you feel the need, just pray and ask God like how he feels about your service and the effort that you're giving. And if you don't feel like a prompting right then in the moment, there's gonna be another way he's gonna manifest himself and just keep asking but also like don't worry so much about it just like keep trying oh my gosh I, i'm feeling the spirit so strong right now dude oh my god there's like another scripture um bu- 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 bum. it's in doctrine and covenants i believe it tends to be the most underrated book of scripture i me That's too, hot take. Me too. <laughs> 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 i agree with your hot take but it really is hot over here doctrine and covenants 58 verse 27 it says, verily I say, I say, men should be anxiously engaged in a good cause and do many things of their own free will and bring to pass much righteousness. Um, I don't know why, but there was also... And free will. Yeah. Like, and, you have to want to do it. Yeah. And then DNC 90, verse 24, search diligently, pray always, and be believing in all things that shall work together... F- that, and all things shall work together for your good. If you walk uprightly and remember the covenant wherewith you have covenant one with another. And um, just kind of like, don't quit. Keep doing the things you're pursuing and desiring to achieve. Utilize your agency. Yeah, and it's a gift. It is a gift. And just trust the process, even if it's confusing or not as fun as you may have thought it once was. And um, it's all going to be for your own good and you're you're going to be rewarded regardless and people are going to be touched by the th- the things that you do like, right even when you even don't your even own know. example or like the countenance you radiate like and like for you and all the service missionaries any missionary like any person that is striving to become more like christ like be more like christ i think is your if you're consciously and anxiously engaged in good works like you can't there's you can't go wrong you can't go wrong there's there's you're gonna receive a reward and not that you only want that gain but but just knowing that like i am doing something good and right one day i'll be blessed in and of itself it's a gain to know that you're going to be rewarded for the things that you do i felt the spirit so strong when you were talking i just had this thought i don't know if it was revelation but i just had this thought that was like i felt it in my heart and it was like Oh, what was it? It was like, God, oh, shoot. (laughs) Hang on. It was like the whole point of this. Okay. The whole point of this is what I thought. The whole point is not to, it's not what you're doing. It's, okay, it is what you're doing. It is, you know, you're you're taking, using your agency, Mm -hmm. utilizing your agency to do something good to do something that you you read in the scripture you read that serving others is good or maybe you heard it in church you heard it from someone you trust you heard it's a good thing to do and so you're acting on faith and you're doing it because you know it's you you heard it read it whatever you you took it in and you believed it was true Mm -hmm. and you do it that's what you're doing but the i don't think the point is as a missionary you are only doing good like the reward is not how much you're getting from what you do it's like it it doesn't matter how many people you baptize or like quality over quantity kind of thing yes it's like it's all in the delivery it's all in the intention yes in your heart and the quality Mm -hmm. the the whole quality of life is to learn about god Mm -hmm. it's to learn who god is and how and who you are Mm -hmm. compared to him like it's a relationship like 
who are you to God? Who are you? That is the whole point of life is to figure that out. And, and I feel like heaven and all of that, like at the end of the day, it's going to be like, how well do you, do you know God? Like through your experience in life, Mm -hmm. like through your hard times, like what did you learn about God through that? Like, that's what heaven is. It's going to be like, how comfortable do you feel in God's presence because of how well you know him? Yeah. And of how well you let him in or how we you know whatever, oh, like all those yeah. things you do in your time. But that is the gain. Yeah. I think like it's not, you know, like there's oh, there's constantly, you know, oh, you I'm going to get do... a new car <laughs> okay. kind of thing. Yeah, Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. But... <laughs> Some people get promised a car. I know coming home from their I mission, know. their friends are like, if you start a mission, we'll find you a car. It's just a great gain, you know, like, you know, that's something, but it doesn't leave your heart open for receiving the real gain, which mm-hmm. is knowing God. And I don't think that you have to do all of this stuff every like fill your schedule to the brim you do not have to do three service assignments a day to get the gain of knowing god you don't have to do that knowing god is just spending time with him yeah 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 in multiple ways not just serving like it's it's like praying or whatever like it's it's yeah gosh it's oh i just feel that so strongly like you do not need to do all this stuff in the day to know god like god is always there mm-hmm. and you don't need to you don't earn your way to heaven you know you can do things that help you learn about him but sometimes what we think what we need to do is not actually what we need to do sometimes we think i need to do a million things today to know god when in reality to know god that day you need to sit down and cry or you yeah. need to sit in your car and like you're waiting out you like you know you need to go do the service assignment but sometimes you just need to sit in your car and be like i can't do this like something is wrong with me i'm having an, i'm having anxiety i can't do this and you just sit and cry and that's what's going to help you know god better for that day in particular yeah just like reaching out to him in that moment that yeah. that was like so cool because Dude, i want to cry right now <laughs> like, i don't blame you cuz as you talk about being in this position you are in just i'm not going to say it's the most happy you probably the most like, happiest <laughs> no. you probably felt but <laughs> what i would grateful. say is just kind of like how you're saying it's an opportunity to make god manage make him like it's inviting him to make himself manifest himself um in your life in these moments and understanding who he is and like how he knows you and um yeah it does really take those ugly moments but there's opposition in all things and god's gonna make himself known in all things and that's like the cool part and yeah as much as you probably it's kind of like take this medicine it's good for you you know it probably tastes better and you're like i don't like the taste of it yeah at the end of the day it's kind of understanding like it will benefit me it's good for me and i'll do it anyways because i'll be healthy because of it right and maybe you don't need to take the same medicine every day yeah you know maybe some days you take a cough medicine some days you take a vitamin i don't know yeah i don't know i'm like whatever i don't know any more medicines i just think yeah but like when we're in those moments it's it's really easy to get frustrated to get angry to get overwhelmed and feel really sad about life and about yourself yeah oh totally but i think just as long as we're constantly reaching out to god he's just gonna he's really gonna carry us excuse me in those moments so mm-hmm. i'm really glad we kind of covered that and yeah, kind of as like the forefront of this podcast episode i know this definitely took a turn like we were not prepared yeah. like on our little whiteboard we did not write any of this down like yeah. this just came out which That's really cool yeah air high five Boom. Boom. um <laughs> yeah we, we love supporting each other yeah but yeah yeah anyone's out there who's struggling right now in their calling their service or just in general striving to volunteer and just do better and do things for i don't know the good of others like we hope that the words we share can kind of be words of comfort and um just kind of resonate but yeah we're probably gonna move forward and i probably yeah yeah. should we actually talk about what we do yeah (laughs) on a service mission (laughs) like we planned yeah okay yeah, we can talk a little bit. Um, let's see. We wrote down um, some of Sister Schild and I what we typically do um, between the two of us on our mission. But we know that there, there's, I think, 24 
service missionaries in our area right now, something like that. 24, 25, maybe? Yeah, I forget the number. I, I heard the number a couple weeks ago, but I forget. But the point is that, you know, these are just things that Sister Sheld and I mm-hmm. have written down what we do, but there are countless assignments that every service missionary, it, it's kind of like, it's an oyster. The, the world is your oyster when you're a service missionary. You know, you don't have to be confined to... 10 different methods. Right? And that's it. A finding. You know? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah exactly. Nervous laughter. Roasted. <laughs> but anyways. Exactly. It's it's totally open. Um, um, there's actually a... Uh, how do I say? There's a, there's a what is that, booklet? There's a standard a booklet, a yeah, handbook. A handbook. Yeah, there's a handbook specifically for service missionaries. You get one when you're in the proselyting mission, which basically outlines, you know, how you're supposed to be a missionary. Yeah. yeah, the organization of everything, how it's outlined, and then, like, your responsibilities and duty as a disciple of Christ or, like, as a missionary. Representative, like, set apart. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. They have that for proselyting missionaries, and they also have one for service missionaries, mm-hmm. which is cool because we're both missionaries you know, proselyting and service, but they're different. Um, and so in the service missionary handbook specifically, which you can find on Gospel Library if you're interested, it is in chapter 2, 2.4.1 under customized assignments. And this is kind of an outline of of what your assignment can be like. It says, you are called as a missionary by the Lord. You are assigned to serve in a customized mission experience uniquely chosen for your talents, skills, and gifts. During the course of your mission, you may serve in multiple assignments. You may serve, I should say, may serve in multiple assignments, including in approved charitable organizations, church operations, temples, and staked assigned service opportunities. Yeah. Um, It says you may serve in more than one place during the week. At each location, you'll report to somebody in charge. They'll train you. They'll help you fulfill your responsibilities. And then it goes on to talk about, like, how you can do that, how to, like, be reliable, to be on time, to follow what your supervisor tells you to do. It kind of goes more into that. Yeah, just being self-reliant while being in in the service. Yeah, exactly. But that – I like this part of the booklet because it does really outline how your mission is yours, especially on the service mission like there it's so there's so much opportunity to make it your own and to do what you want and it can kind of be overwhelming at times because there's just so much to choose from you feel like you have to do everything which is kind of what i'm doing right now it's a little bit too much to be honest um but it is amazing that your mission experience can be chosen for your talents there's a, a new sister in our mission sister ming yeah and she is amazing at painting nails yeah, she, she's, she painted mine. And they look so good, and they're yeah. still there. Like, it's been, like, a week now, right? Or two weeks since like two she's weeks. done them. Yeah. And they're still, like, wow, okay. But, like, I remember we had breakfast one morning, and I remember mentioning to her, like, oh, my gosh, like, it would be so cool if part of your mission could be, like, painting nails at some organization. Like, what if you went to the retirement home and painted nails for the el- like nails of the elderly and just hung Ooh. out with them? Yeah. And, like, that would totally be okay like, like you could totally do that on your mission she's like giving her time and right talents yeah to people in need you know yeah who probably don't get a lot of outside interaction you know yeah it'd be a great thing to do you know like obviously that's her choice but the point of why i'm saying that is because like it, you can anything you're good at or anything you like to do you can yeah. do it on your mission and help yeah. someone else with it which i think is really cool for the idea of like you and your interests are unique and they matter like and you can use your unique talents and interests to like actually help other people and like bring something good and like you you can bring something good into the world yeah service mission edition which i think is so cool (laughs) (laughs) i love how you throw that in there that's so funny um i think i mean this podcast is one of them like yeah we kind of mentioned before we didn't really anticipate this ever in our mission experience but for some reason we just felt called to do it and i love it so much um what else like you do photography yeah i have been i have had opportunities to take pictures for different people family friends friends of friends in like utah or california or just in arizona like just kind of like around and 
I mean, make memories for people. Yeah. Like you get to see people in a happy state and you take a picture and like they might look back at that picture one day when they're really sad and they'll think, I look so happy in that picture. I'm so grateful for that memory. I love the whole concept of like photography. It's not just about like, okay, maybe like getting good lighting and like <laughs> getting like a with good enough photo oh, to yeah, you post want it to on look Instagram, good. sure. But yeah. I, I also love how it documents history, a point in time that like was so special to someone maybe or to other people and like they get to have something to remember that day. And that's why I love photography. That's why I love to incorporate that in my service because I I genuinely love getting to dedicate my talent of photography or like that skill that I'm pursuing to these people that will be able to enjoy those pictures. Straight up. And so it's kind of like you get to make your own schedule then mm-hmm. on your mission. Like every day you kind of you kind of decide. Whereas on a proselyting mission, it's lined up every day is the same. Yeah. You know, you follow a strict schedule. We're on a service mission. Would you say that you make your own schedule day to day? I would say there's definitely more flexibility. You can go about, like in a proselyting mission, you can go about all the different kinds of methods and techniques and that type of service and the way that like the mission president offers and also just like how you and your companion construct it, like your schedule. I would say like a service mission definitely offers more flexibility in how you curate a schedule and go by week. And you can, if you don't really feel like doing one assignment anymore, it's okay to drop that assignment and find something else to do like that you feel more called to do. Yeah. Our mission leaders are really nice about that. They really are. And they, they meet with us often to check in and see how we're doing. They're like, how do you like this? Like, do you want to keep doing it? Mm-hmm. You know, they're they're really open to letting you change and letting you make your mission your own. Kind of like exploring because mm-hmm. there's definitely opportunities for missionaries. And I also want to say opportunities for missionaries who may have um, physical or disabilities and just kind of like mm-hmm. maybe have some mental things too I don't like to say it that way but it's a lack for better words I apologize but I think they understand like if someone has special needs yeah there's stuff they have opportunities to really grow and thrive like I I know a few missionaries that have served in the service mission or that are serving in the service mission and who have gained so much confidence and like have Mm -hmm. really thrived in um I know this one elder who was very nervous at first I didn't know him at that time but towards the end of this mission I I was like I don't believe the way that people talk about him the way he was before until the end because he's just like this amazing person and I I can't see him not being confident because he's just so confident in himself and he loves testifying of like the service that he does and how it brings him closer to Christ and how it brings his family closer to Christ and people that he serves. It's, it's really transformative, uh, experience for all kinds of, of individuals. Yeah. For anyone. And I, I think love it's that. really amazing that it incorporates this community as well of people who in society, like they try to limit their ability. Like, I don't know if that yeah. makes sense, but I can feel that. Yeah. Because in some cases, like, yeah, there is there is a limit to their ability. But, like, well, I think, you know, knowing people who have special needs, like, I didn't really have that much interaction with people mm-hmm. with special needs before my mission. And now it's I've definitely got to meet a lot of people, more people than yeah. if I hadn't served a mission. And they are way more capable and they are way smarter than I initially gave them they're credit so for. They are so smart. Like, and I, I, I just didn't know in their I, own unique know. way too. Yes, it's, it's different. Amazing. We had this conversation before. Yeah. I think how like it's just like, it's different, but that doesn't mean it's bad. It's just different. And yeah, I totally did not like give them enough credit, but now I do, and I'm grateful for that. Different in the like best of ways. Too. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Just, like, oh yeah. It's really cool, but yeah, I. I just felt the need to share that, but what are some things that you enjoy in, as you've been doing your service mission? Oh, wow. I, I'm doing a lot right now. Um, you are, um, (laughs) I'm thinking about changing. Am I going to do it? Am I, am I, what do I say? Am I not going to be lazy? Uh, I think it'd be good. One of my favorite things to do though, that I really do enjoy is a program called BYU pathway. I love that you do that. But it's continue. so cool. It's like the coolest thing ever. 
Um, it's BYU Pathway is basically an organization, um, international organization for students seeking to have a higher education. And uh, what I do as a missionary is I meet with the students uh, internationally. So I was called to serve interla- internationally in South Africa. And so I'll meet with the students in my group once a week in what's called a gathering. We'll meet virtually over Zoom and they'll kind of it's a time for them to come together and kind of review what they've been learning throughout the week. And learning can be from like learning how to write a paragraph or learning how to use Excel, learning about time management, learning how to be a leader. You know, it can range from all kinds of um, topics. And they have two semesters where they're learning and all. Oh, it's really cool. But Just, yeah, like, sorry, yeah, like yeah. gaining a bunch of like individual, like personal skill sets for yeah. their life yeah, it's amazing it's really cool they and grow. i love that you do that oh my gosh it is so cool yeah. to see how far they come like in the beginning uh first semester i've i've stayed with the same students for both semesters so it's i've gotten to know them fairly well and i remember specifically there was one girl who was terrified of being every week each student has the opportunity to be a leader to kind of lead a discussion and this girl like just was really scared to do it like she didn't feel confident in her english and her and she was calling me like she's like i don't know if i can do it like i'm so scared and i was trying to you know my job is to encourage her and be like you can do it like it's not for a grade you know this is just for experience like you're gonna do great and you're so good for that and she did dude you're so good you're literally the most like affirmative person ever like thank you so much (laughs) i need to join one of these calls I would just love come. to experience. Oh my gosh, come. Yeah. Please come Wednesday. It's so good. Okay. It's amazing. They need people, by the way, in Pathway. They're seeking missionaries. So if you're interested in serving internationally, I think every um, every service missionary right now is called to an international mission. And so if that's something you're that's interested sick. in, it is so cool. Like It is like such a blessing in my Part of your mission life. incorporates serving people in Africa, and I think that's so <laughs> cool. And you can do it from home. And I yeah. know I told you this previously but like you're able to prioritize other things in your life that need attention and recovery and healing but you're also mm-hmm. still able to serve in the capacity that you're able like you're you're doing right now and you're doing it in such a cool way and people i, I think it's really cool that like serving Aww. these people in africa even though it's virtual like you still have that as your mission like it's so cool i love it thank you i love it too it was it's so cool like it it was one of those things when i came home i just like i didn't really know what to do you know because like either if you start your service missionary from home or if you transfer in from a proselyting mission there's a period of time where you like have to build your schedule and you have to figure out like what you're going to do with your time now what's working what's not working yeah yeah it's definitely a trial and error period trial and error period for sure and that was one of the things that came first and it's probably the one I love most. Um, it takes, and it's not that much time throughout the week either. I think I spend like four hours a week doing it, like, and it's spread out, Yeah, which is just, it's really cool. Um, I love that one. I, I know we both serve at the temple yeah, as well. I love that you brought that up. Yeah, yeah. it's so fun. Oh my gosh. So in our, in our mission, something I love about our mission is mm-hmm. on Saturday nights, all the service missionaries serve on the same shift yeah. in the Newport Beach, California temple. Majority of us do, yeah. <laughs> There's so many young people. And um, I think it's just so funny because that's just the young person shift. And it's mm-hmm. just like a cultural movement that's happened since the service mission started to grow around here. And No idea why, but... Well, no, yeah. It's a thing because like doing this volunteer work or this service, like we we aren't allowed to date and we can't really do a lot of things we once did before the mission. Yep. So what else are we going to do our, on our Saturday nights, you know? Like, right. And what better way than to just occupy that time for the temple, but also have that time dedicated to prepare for the Sabbath. Like, Very, I didn't even think about yeah. it like that. Oh my gosh, you're right. Yeah. It, it's like, I don't know. It's just made my weekends more spiritual and just like, right. I'm able to be in the right mindset and, I think of the story, and I'm going to butcher this, but it's the people that, oh, I don't know. And I know it still happens. I think Jerusalem, no, I don't know. I don't they know. Like, literally, well, I think they consider the Saturday the Sabbath, and so, like, by a certain time, oh, yeah. they cut yeah. off. Like, yeah, in Jewish tradition, yeah. Yes. Yeah. But. And I, I love how, like, you can have that sort of spirituality with your peers. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not just, like, I'm sitting alone by myself in the temple just, like, 
being sad it's like no you're with we're all together and we're all like we give fifths bumps to each other like as we cross (laughs) paths like to our different little assignments at the temple it's really cool though it's really fun i love it and you get to work with so many different people i mean it's very typical for um much more experienced members of the church i I, trying to say nicer way of older (laughs) um um, but it's very typical for like older members of the church to be temple workers but i feel like a lot of that's just sort of changed it's really incorporating like we see a lot of younger faces and seeing like both young and old like doing the same work being in the same cause like it's really cool it is so cool i I love um being at the recommend desk which is like the place where people will open the door and like you're you kind of check in pretty much and there are two people always at the desk and i love watching people's faces if they're or experienced or just haven't been to the temple in a while to open the door and they see two young people yeah at the desk like typically before it was like only like older men were allowed to do it and now like anyone can do it and yeah. i just think it's really cool that like some people will be like so surprised when they open the door and they it almost see makes like, them, like happy it's weird it, it makes me happy too yeah. or them too they're just like it's so nice to see like young faces mm-hmm. in here it's like the temple's for everyone yeah and it's such a good place to be like i i feel like the conversation has gone so much like we've just got this like so much brighter oh yeah just right now just talking about the temple like yeah it's a really it's it's a real thing man service really does like make us feel good and makes us happy even in moments where we're just kind of like what am i even doing but am i doing enough when we start talking about it and reflecting i think we both are like recognizing as we continue going on like no like this is actually like this is good for us. <laughs> it is, it is, is really good, good for us. It's good for people that we're serving. Um, I like think- how you shared with older and younger like temple workers. I just love it because um, I'm with these temple workers that are much older than me, but they have so much knowledge to just they know everything. Like, they are throw so smart. out and just like I'm just the sponge absorbing all this knowledge. And I'm like, okay, like they always tell me to value this time that I have being this young serving in the temple. And they're like, I never had that kind of opportunity. I didn't even think that would have been something I could have done at that time in my life. But just really cherish these moments because you're going to look back one day and think like how grateful you were and or just like look back and like realize those blessings. And you might not recognize it now, but you really are like consecrating your time and effort for a really good cause. And it's it's going to bless you. And um, I love it when temple workers are just kind of like, you make me feel young again. And so it's kind of this trade-off. We get knowledge, we get like we understanding and they, they get to feel younger and I don't know. <laughs> it's so just funny. really cool. And I just love being there and just being in an environment where the spirit can dwell in every right. inch and corner of that building. Of it's that such a beautiful place. Really. Like, and like I love how it's not the way you'd expect to. Like I feel the spirit sitting in the break room with all the other missionaries and just talking totally. and eating food. Like I feel I feel the spirit in there. And like you think like oh you're only feeling it during the ordinances and all this stuff. It's like no, it's everywhere. It is just such a happy place to gather and learn yeah Yeah, it's it's an amazing place sometimes i worry (laughs) i worry that like gosh like there are so many young people here are we irreverent are we annoying people i hope not but i'm so grateful to get to go anyway they all say they love us so i hope they're telling the truth human in (laughs) us like that's our natural selves and we in this life will never be able to fully break away from that but being in the temple helps us to just be more i don't know spiritual and just kind of like be more focused on christ and and I, I like you, I just really love it. And the temple was the huge and like key reason why I did this whole service mission thing. And I have to remind myself about that too, because in the moments when I do want to doubt myself and if I'm doing enough, I have to remember like a lot of the reason why I'm here is because I felt prompted to be in the temple and to yeah. be a missionary there. And so how many times a week do you serve in the temple? I go twice a week. Yeah. I oh, feel like too. it's pretty average for or typical for yeah. um, service missionaries. But then sometimes twice a month, we go three times a week because we do temple baptisms as a mission on Tuesdays too. So like on top of that, we're going like three times a week. And then and then sometimes you're also encouraged to go as a patron yeah. um, on your own, in which case it could be four times a week where you're just going to the temple for yourself and bringing family names and stuff. So 
Yeah. It's a lot. It's a lot of time you spend at the temple. I feel like how how often would you say like how many hours per assignment do you oh, think you spend girl, like on each thing? Math. <laughs> <laughs> I definitely spend the most of my time in the temple and that's like a six hour shift and doing that twice. So like that's yeah, yeah. that's a lot. It's it's tiring. I'm so tired at the end. I'm like, yeah, I man, like today I did. I help out in seminary. Um, I forgot to write that down on the board. And so seminary is just like a class for um, the youth of the church. So like the youth that are in high school from freshman to senior year, they go and have like an hour of just spiritual learning in the scriptures and the gospel that we're learning for that year. And I go twice a week for that too. And it's just less than a shy of an hour. It's, it's yeah. a little bit shy of an hour and I go and then pretty much the rest of the day is kind of like chill. And I go to the gym later on and take care of your body. Yeah, yeah. Like, but I feel like it's also like preparing for that too. You also have to prepare for the lesson and all that you have to like, I don't necessarily teach as much as I would have, I, I would like to, and probably would have, and I understand my time is slowly coming to a close, but I, I don't know. I'm just being there reminds me of how grateful I am for the gospel and it reminds me like the whole reason why I have a testimony in the first place and it's things like seminary that really uh developed that and yeah um just being in the same class as my little brother has been really cool I felt like this mission has like this type of mission has allowed me the opportunity to really go grow closer with my brother who's six years younger than me and oh yeah so that's a big age yeah. gap but so before my mission it. too i was i was in college i graduated 2020 and this is his first year in high school and so i think just the timing of all of that kind of was needed for that, me to kind yeah. of come back home and have not just be looking out for him but to have each other yeah i've been in a very vulnerable situation ever since leaving for a mission and then leaving from my mission to another mission. And so like, I've been able to understand him in a way that I've never have before because we've always just been so separate in just like the years, like of that age yeah, gap. Yeah. But like, it, but like now, I've had opportunities to grow close with my older brother who's just two years older than me. And now I have like that same opportunity with my younger brother. So like my brothers, like my family just is my, like it's my, it's, my foundation is what keeps me at my core and i don't know so i really value my relationships that i have with my siblings but other than that i'm just getting on topic but how firm a foundation yeah (laughs) all that good stuff just trying to be an influence on the younger generation and that's just one of many things you do too you also work in the mission office right yeah and then we work at we both work at uh, senior snuggles which is a mission activity mission charity that we kind of came up with where we quilt every wednesday night oh, for yeah. patients of alzheimer's we're oh sewing. yeah girl we're sewing you I... never saw me behind a sewing machine <laughs> neither before, heck since no then. but now, it's kind of fun yeah now i know i, I can make a quilt now yeah like it's kind of cool you know if i ever need to make a blanket one day i know how to do it and we'll it's... be perfectly measured well, i don't know and i don't probably not right but it doesn't need to be it's a thought that counts yeah and it's delivering them that counts too. That's yeah. one of my favorite parts of that organization is where we actually get to go deliver the blankets to the to the seniors and yeah. to just sit with them and talk with them. And that's really, really fun. Um, and there's just, there's a whole list of, of things we do here. Um, and during the day, like our, every day varies, but yeah. it can be as busy or as sparse as we want it to be. But I think the whole point of a day in the life of a service missionary is you wake up and you give your time to the Lord and you ask the Lord, what do you want me to do today? Yeah. And sometimes God says, I want you to do all this stuff today and I want you to be diligent. But sometimes God says, I want you to sit down and think about me. And I want you to sit down and let me carry you right now. That's what I want you to do right now. And that would make me really happy. And I just really like that, that you can experience both in this particular mission, Mm -hmm. no matter how busy or how not busy I guess you are and it's a blessing it's hard but it's a blessing and we would love to hear your thoughts and we would love to hear if you have any questions about you know more so along the lines of what does like you know what do each of us do like from morning to night what do we do as a missionary you know what what does our schedule really look like 
or if you want to know what other organizations we work at, because we have at least like 12 here that we didn't mention um, (laughs) due to time constraint. We could sit here all day and talk about it. But if you have any questions about what we do, please leave um, a message in either on Facebook, YouTube. Please leave us a message and we will get back to you and let you know what it's like because it's pretty cool. Share this podcast with your friends or family, anyone that you may know that resonates with a lot of what we shared, regardless mm-hmm. of what your beliefs might be or anything. Mm-hmm. We're just we're just here to be, I don't know, we're here to share vessels of Christ and like try to share yeah. his message and his light and love. So yeah. I it's love been that. a good episode. It's wholesome. I, this is awesome. It was really a journey. Like we started kind of like, oh, you know, not the greatest day, but I feel like right now we we've gone to a better place, better mindset of things. Yeah. I feel like it's definitely changed a lot, like, yeah. which I'm grateful for. I'm so grateful to have had this conversation. I don't, I wonder like how, how that happens. I wish I could just call you and be like, gosh, I'm having a hard day. And we talk about the things we love and then it's like, oh, I feel better now. Just do it. Just do it. I'm here. <laughs> I'm around. Okay. But Me too. <laughs> again, thank you all for tuning in to another episode and Thank you for being patient with the whole uploading process as we continue and try to navigate all of that. But yeah, that being said, until next time, have a good rest of your day and stay awesome. Yeah. And just know everything is just going to be okay. Yeah, man. Take care. Bye.